Hello, people of St. Bart's. Welcome. Today is Trinity Sunday, June 7th. We're so glad that you're with us. Make sure that you download the bulletin. You can use it on your device or print it if you like. And I just want to say briefly that last Sunday's service, Pentecost, May 31st, was filmed on May 20th. So we were not adequately uh, prepared or able to speak into the events involving George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And for that, we apologize. But we're glad that you're here with us today as we meditate upon and invite the life of the Holy Trinity to fully immerse us in his life. O Lord, open our lips. And our mouths shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. May the seeds of peace be scattered, birthing trees whose shade gives us rest. May Spirit three in one. 
breath 
Till that stone was moved for good For the lamb had conquered death And the dead rose from their tombs And the angels stood in awe For the souls of all who'd come To the Father are restored And the church of Christ was born Then the Spirit lit the flame Now this gospel truth Hallelujah. Praise God in his holy temple. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him with the blast of the ram's horn. Praise him with lyre and harp. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today's lesson comes from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so. And God called the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. 
God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind, on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons, and for days and years, and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures, and every living creature that moves, with which the waters swarm according to their kinds, and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good, and God blessed them, saying, be fruitful, and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening, and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them, and God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good.
and there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God created the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. The Word of the Lord. Our second reading for today is from the Gospel of Matthew. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. All Holy Trinity, have mercy on us. Lord, forgive our sins. Master, pardon our transgressions. Holy One, visit and heal our infirmities for the glory of your name. Holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on us. Amen. Amen. Today is Trinity Sunday, and normally the most beneficent and eminent Christopher Myers, Reverend Father Christopher Myers, preaches on Trinity Sunday, but you have me today. And a few things about Trinity Sunday. One of the first things they teach you in seminary about Trinity Sunday, because it's a thing there, the Trinity, is that they say Trinity Sunday is the only feast in the Christian calendar that's not based upon an action of God, but rather based on an idea. So think about that for a second. Go all the way back to Advent. Advent is preparing for the coming of Christ, both his second coming and great power and glory to judge the living and the dead. That will happen. And also his first coming in humility and quietness and obscurity in a manger in Bethlehem. Concrete actions in history. Things that happen. You can touch them. You can see them. You can experience them. Much like what St. John says in his first epistle. Think about Epiphany. Christ being revealed to the nations, the three kings. You think about his baptism. You move ahead in Lent. We follow Christ through his temptation, his fasting in the desert, and we enter into ascetic practices like that, fasting and almsgiving and prayer and study of Scripture. We follow Jesus resolutely to the cross where he is crucified, the image of God, the exact representation of his being, as the letter to the Hebrews says. We'll get back to that in a second. Crucified, buried and dead, raised again on the third day, flash forward 40 days to the ascension. Christ, again, real concrete historical events. He ascends into heaven. And then 10 days after that, Pentecost, which we celebrated last week, you had the undoing of Babel, where God divided the nations. He brought them together around a common goal. 
around a common theme and really around a common reality, and that is Christ crucified and risen, as we heard St. Peter preach, as we heard those many tongues declaring the praises of God. And now we have Trinity Sunday. And so you see, the Trinity Sunday is, in a sense, an idea, but it's more than an idea. And what I would posit to you today is that Trinity Sunday is really about a reality. All of reality issues forth from God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One of the things I love about Trinity Sunday is that we can think sort of like big esoteric thoughts about God who has communicated himself to us in the most basic of ways. And I'm not really, I don't really mean scripture in that sense, but he's communicated himself to us through his only begotten son, his eternal word, our Lord Jesus Christ, where he has commanded us, our Lord Jesus Christ has in the gospels, to literally eat him, to eat God so that we may become like him. It's fascinating, isn't it? And that the Holy Spirit would take up residence in us and so live in us that we would be transformed from glory to glory. And I hope in all these words you hear our vision here at St. Bart's to connect the people of East Dallas with God so that together we might behold God, behold Him in worship, behold Him in scripture and prayer and meditation, behold Him as we Partake of the bread and the wine soon, let it be, Lord. As we behold God, we become more like him. Behold and become. It's a beautiful rhythm. It's a beautiful vision that we have. In this month of June, June 7th is today, in this month of June, we'll be talking each Sunday about our different values. And our first value here at St. Bart's is authenticity. And let me just read to you our value of authenticity. You can find this on the website if you like, if you want to be, you know, tootling around on the web while you're watching this as well. It's amazing things we can do. Authenticity is God knows us and loves us. So we seek to be honest about who we truly are in light of his grace. We know that God loves us no matter what. And there are some very concrete reasons behind that. We hear in this, in this beautiful and long reading from Genesis that we are made in God's image. We have been born forth from God. We're not begotten of God as Christ is, light of light, true God of true God, being the same essence of the Father. That's not what we're saying. But we are saying that we were formed from the dust and the divine breath of life was breathed into us in our creation. So we are the image of God, the imago dei, as the church has termed it. In that sense, we can rest in God's love for us. We can know that we are broken. And if ever we've experienced our brokenness as individuals and as a people, right now we see that in the recent killings of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, the latest three in a long list of black men and women in particular, we see our brokenness as a society, particularly in the United States, 
we see our brokenness as individuals. We see how frail and fragile and how limited we are as we respond to this coronavirus with so many different voices telling us what is and what isn't and what is and what's not. We kind of come to our wit's end. We realize we are limited and authenticity at St. Bart's means that we can acknowledge that freely, that we don't have to be defensive before God or before one another. You've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again. Part of our call of being God's people is to be able to face difficult things together. A lot of you have experienced and are experiencing difficulty right now. The last thing that God wants you to do, the last thing that I would want you to do is to run away from that difficulty or to explain away that difficulty. Remember, it's like that ironic invitation into a seemingly dark path, but we realize that that path is the path to the cross and resurrection and that our Father in heaven presides over this entire process of healing, this entire process of becoming more fully human this entire process of beholding and becoming. So authenticity. We are made in the image of God. All humans are made in the image of God. From the time that they're conceived until the time that they have fallen asleep in the Lord and they die, all human life is precious. And at this particular moment in our history, It is so helpful to remember that we cannot treat other human beings as less than because they look differently than us, because we are harming one who is made in the image of God. That is precious and I dare say divine. We know and we can name that in the history of our nation, that slavery has existed for generation and upon generation upon generation. And even after President Abraham Lincoln declared the Emancipation Proclamation, there was the Reconstruction South, and soon thereafter, Jim Crow, for generation after generation after generation, and still, even when the Civil Rights Bill, or Civil Rights Act was signed in the mid-60s, were only 55 years away from that. And so that generational sin still sits with us. That sin against the image of God, man and woman created in the image of the Holy Trinity. So it is good for us to acknowledge that. It is good for us to repent of that. And it is good for us to behold the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, when God sent his son, the perfect image in the exact representation of God's being, the fullness of the deity in bodily form, St. Paul says, when God sent his son, his son did not ascend to a place of power. He did not seek authority and influence in Jerusalem. He did not seek power and wealth. He did not seek great poverty. What he did was he completely emptied out his life for the life of the world. So when we think about how can we bless our brother and our sister 
our neighbors, especially those who look differently from us, those who are made in the image of God, we can behold the cross. Do you remember a few years ago when I described seeing just a vision of Christ on this cross, like a crucifix, but what we call a, a victory crucifix, where he's not dead on the cross, but he's here with his arms outstretched, his arms of love, inviting all people to come to him. As we behold that image of victory and diminishment, God can transform us as we confess our sins, as we're authentic before him and before one another. A few things about the Trinity in closing. The Trinity is a community of sorts, just like this church is a community. Not to depersonalize the Trinity, but some marks of this community are that the Father is the unbegotten and uncreated fountainhead of all deity. Think about that for a minute. God loves us and is close to us, but in one sense, God is very not much like us. He's so transcendent and high above and unapproachable. He dwells in unapproachable light. Hence the command in the Ten Commandments to not make a graven image unto this invisible God. Not to be like the Canaanites to worship idols. But this God is the invisible God. So the first person of the Trinity, the Father. The second person of the Trinity, the Son, who is eternally begotten of the Father. Meaning, before all ages, before all time, the Son is begotten of the Father. He is light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not created, of one essence with the Father. And the Holy Spirit, He is the Helper, the Parakletos, the one who comes alongside. He is the Spirit of Truth. He proceeds from the Father. I want you to know, here's a little historical moment. For about 1,054 years, the whole church was undivided in saying that the Spirit proceeded from the Father. Then around 1054, officially, there were murmurs of it before that, in the Western church, they said, no, the Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. In the Eastern church, they said the Spirit proceeds from the Father. And in the new Anglican prayer book published in 2019, it is said that the Spirit proceeds from the Father, asterisk. This is how the creed was originally written, but if you still want to say, and the Son, you can, because it's maybe too confusing to people. So I want you to know that, that this idea, that this reality that the Trinity Sunday celebrates is of utmost importance. The Spirit is with us, living in us, leading us to truth, enlightening us to what the scriptures say, teaching us how to pour ourselves out like Christ did on the cross. In this community of the Trinity, we see self-giving. Anton Rublev's icon of the Holy Trinity, it's a depiction of three, the three visitors to Abram and Sarah underneath the oaks of Mamre. But there's this beautiful submission each one of them has to another. There's, there's self-giving in this community of Trinity. In the community of the Trinity, it is all together gift. The Father giving to the Son, the Son giving to the Spirit, the Spirit giving back. And there's this beautiful divine 
dance. And friends, we are invited into it. And lastly, we see unity in diversity. The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Spirit. The Spirit is neither of those, but they are one. In this Trinity Sunday, remember that God is ultimate reality, that you've been invited into an authentic relationship with him. And because of that, none of us can treat any other human being, no matter what their color, who's made in the image of God as less than. In the face of that, we, as people of St. Bart's, will behold the cross to pour ourselves out for others and to live in this community of the Holy Trinity. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand together as we say the Nicene Creed. Hear our confession of the triune God in this Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is visible and invisible. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets, we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This is a prayer for justice. Notice that when we pray for God's justice, we pray on the basis of his character and we pray on the basis that we have dignity being made in his image. A prayer for justice. Almighty God, who created us in your own image, grant us grace to contend fearlessly against evil and to make no peace with oppression and help us to use our freedom rightly in the establishment of justice in our communities and among the nations to the glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now the Collect for Trinity Sunday. Almighty and everlasting God, you have given, us, given to us your servants grace by the confession of a true faith 
to acknowledge the glory of the eternal trinity and the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God forever and ever. Amen. We've prayed to the triune God. We've confessed that it is in his image that we are made. So on that basis, let us intercede. Let us pray for our city, for the protesting, for the rioting. Let's pray for our leaders, for our mayor, for our city council, those who are navigating these difficult issues. Pray for us as we lead the church in this difficult time. COVID's still happening. This, all this unrest is still happening. Let us pray together. Almighty God, we confess our inadequacy that we are not capable of handling all that's happening. But you are. And in the power of your Holy Spirit, you strengthen your church to witness to who you are, to the love that you have for all people. And we pray for that power to fill us. Fill us, Holy Spirit, the one spirit that brings every tribe and tongue and nation together at the wedding feast of the Lamb. Bring us together. Unite your church. Help us to stand with the church of this city to speak against violence, to speak against oppression, and to hold forth the gospel as our only hope. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications to you. And you've promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will grant their requests. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ forever and ever, and may the blessing of God, Almighty Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God, be with you now and remain with you always. Amen.